Hello. Hello and welcome to Hunchpick. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty. That was. It's a fish. Literally. What? It's a fish. It's a fish. It's a fish. What's a fish? It's really a fish, like some dish sush. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> I was saying it's official. Oh, okay. Uh, and then, <laughs> not not that it's an actual. I, I was thinking of the aquatic creature. Yeah, and then I thought of a funny um, other. What are you doing? I'm are we setting, cooking? Setting a timer. Then I thought of a funny other uh, phrase, which is "dis sush," which stands for decent sushi. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I didn't invent that. That's a. That's I'm not going to say that. It's a comedian. All right, cool. So now that we've got that out of the way, <laughs> yeah, uh, we should talk about some things. You gave me some homework, which was to watch the game. Let's start with homework. I'm going to start a, a spoiler timer. Okay. For 15 minutes. So we can only talk about this for 15 minutes. So if, you, yeah. For anyone who hasn't watched the game. Yep. You should watch it. And starting now. Now. Okay. So I did watch it. I enjoyed it a lot. I like that we're doing a spoiler alert for a 19-year-old movie. <laughs> Just in case. Well, I hadn't seen it. Yeah. So that, seem, that seems legit. Okay. Um, yeah, and I don't... And it, it is definitely a movie that can be spoiled. Right. <laughs> like yeah, I'm about to spoil it. Right. It's, like, uh, it is spoilable. So the, please... Yeah. I, I. It is my favorite movie. Yeah. I don't want to ruin it for you. Please go ahead 15 minutes plus, like maybe a little plus 15 minutes <laughs> Okay, from now should be, should fine. be great. Okay. Okay. Out of the way. Um, so he tries to commit suicide. Whoa. He's, who is he? The main guy. Okay. Whatever his name is. Right. I'm not good with names. The actor or the either? Well, I mean, I mean in the film. So Michael Douglas plays Nicholas Van Orton. That's it. Nicholas Van Orton. Yep. And so at the end, he basically decides that he's going to commit suicide because he's mm-hmm. killed his brother mm-hmm. um, and <laughs> jumps off of the building mm-hmm. into a giant trampoline thing. <laughs> not knowing. Not knowing. That yeah. He, thinking, yeah. He's, he's thinking, thinking he's, he's, he's ending it all yeah, for himself. This is the final straw. He's done. He's come to terms with everything. Yep. In Well, or not. Yeah, exactly. And makes a leap. And he lands <laughs> into his birthday party. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I enjoyed... Fancy, formal, uh, ballroom type right. situation with all these all of his friends are dressed up in tuxedos and ready to celebrate his birthday <laughs> with him. So I enjoyed this a lot, this film. Yeah. But I did think there would be more psychological trauma... Mm. after deciding to kill yourself <laughs> i have heard this feedback similar feedback okay um yeah i've heard that basically it's a little silly that he switches so quickly from suicidal right. to to thank oh, you brother for setting up this yeah life-changing oh it was horrible a- horrible thing that just happened to me it was all a game after all oh like, okay yeah i'll sign the bill with you i'll pay for it don't worry like yeah or i'll split it with you it's like oh okay yeah which i think is decent feedback right um, i think i I think the first time I saw it, I was so in awe of the twist. Yeah. And the, I mean, I knew that something was probably going to happen. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I didn't. Because it was like, there's a lot of 
parallels it was trying to draw with his father leaping and well i think that was the point was they were trying to like he never understood why his father could do that it seemed like he was always like he never asked about his dad he yep always avoided like the topic of suicide Mm -hmm. so it seemed like that that was the thing that the game was trying to achieve right for him because they say at the beginning okay what what's the point of the game and they said they look at your life and then they add whatever's missing Mm -hmm. yep um and you know well there were a few things i think there were a few objectives to his game uh one i think yes you're right wanted to put him in the perspective of his his father a little bit yeah um I think another thing was to oh, it was, make oh, him feel what rejection felt like. Yeah. Because he was such a successful businessman and like just ambitious in a lot of ways and that kind of I that kind of way. Right. And they turned him down. They they did all these psychological tests yeah. and said, Sorry, sir, you're not, you know, you didn't qualify for the game. Oh, interesting. And so I, I saw that as a way to kind of get under his skin a little bit and kind of make you know, so I had assumed that, kind of feeling. that was something that happened in all of the games because when he walks into oh. the building, the receptionist is on a call with someone else saying, "Oh, I'm yeah, sorry, okay. but you haven't been accepted. That's We're true. sorry for any inconvenience this has caused." That's and, a good point, but and I think that's so that it sort of the start of the game surprises you. Yep. Yeah, that's part of the fun. Which right. I think is the other thing that they were offering him was fun. Fun. Because his life had zero fun. Yeah. It was all going to work, firing yeah. people, being just kind of a dick and not yeah, I mean, that was enjoying thing. life. It was like he um, he started appreciating his ex-wife. Mm-hmm. Um, he had that whole scene with his brother yep. in the car where his brother runs away. And it's sort of like him oh, getting man. out his frustration of... All the key, How, all the keys in the yeah. compartment, like, oh. but him shouting at his brother like all of the stuff that he has yep. pent up. Played by Sean Penn. Um, yeah, mm. cool. So it did seem that there was a lot, but it just it sort of took me out of the immersion, the whole mm-hmm. landing and being okay with it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, because they, yeah, he landed and his brother was holding a shirt saying. <laughs> I was drugged and left to die in Mexico. Yeah. And all I got was a stupid t-shirt. <laughs> it's like, mm. yeah, I don't know. It, it was, it was a, maybe a sudden kind of character development. I feel like, right. oh, now I appreciate everything. And now I, yeah. But at the same time, like he thought he just killed his brother, right? That's right. the mindset he was in. He thought he just shot his brother, his only right family really. And then, he realizes all of a sudden, oh my God, that's but, okay. Like that part of my world is still here. I can appreciate right. this more. But I think, I think when you have like those sorts of um, changes in reality, mm-hmm. like there were things that he had assumed were true and now weren't, mm-hmm. um, you'd have like a larger emotional response. Like it wasn't even that he was, I don't even have a problem that he was happy. Mm-hmm. I have a problem that he just had a very measured, like, oh yeah, I mean, everything's he, fine. He broke down. He cried and broke down. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was kind of yeah short, but I probably mean, just for the movie's sake. They... I suppose he cried the way you would at a wedding, though. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only... So, But you enjoyed the ride. Oh, yeah. You enjoyed the thrill. You enjoyed the kind of... 
little oh CRS, that's yeah. CRS. Like I don't know, I I love that kind of conspiracy feel to it mm. where you're just like paranoid the whole time like oh, oh is I'm, that is that related is that part of the game like is this real life or is this it was also really cool um because it you know these are a products of their time mm-hmm. like the hero the protagonist in this story is a billionaire <laughs> <laughs> right which yeah like is not a popular <laughs> yeah but I think he's, I mean, he's shown in a very dark light in the beginning right. where you're, you don't love, you don't like him as a, as a character in the beginning. No. You're just like, oh, this guy's kind of mean. Right. He doesn't really enjoy anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. You are supposed to care about his feelings and his purview, like, yeah, as it goes through the story. But yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> so that was interesting. A little bit like Batman, I guess. The other thing, the other, <laughs> the other thing was, uh. He's listening to a news broadcast. Do I really just want to be rich? I love Batman. <laughs> it's my favorite movie. Stars a billion. Uh, no, I don't think so. No. I mean, you think we have any listeners that can make that happen? I wouldn't. You, know. <laughs> you wouldn't say no, right? But I mean, what would? Let's okay. Let's not go into what you would give up for that. <laughs> um, so six minutes. Yeah, that's six minutes remaining. Six and a half. Yep. Okay. Cool. Uh, we. There was a news broadcast at the beginning, mm-hmm. which I found interesting, where they were talking about the same shit that they talk about today. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Healthcare. Nice. <laughs> and how providing healthcare for everyone will shut down America. Yep. Probably the Middle East. Yeah. In there, too. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. We're going to fix this Middle East situation once and for all. Yeah. 1997. <laughs> yep. Uh, so that was, that was funny. Um Everyone had enormous phones. <laughs> yeah, it's fun to see. Yeah. my So my friends in college and I um, got into this movie a lot. And yeah. um, I didn't go to college in 1997. I'm not that old. But um, I, I think I saw it when I was a, maybe middle school hmm. or ninth grade, 10th grade, something like that. Um, but yeah, so I, I've, it's been... I show it to everyone that i yeah. have kind of met like from that point on just like oh you gotta see this movie and uh um we used to have like we used to try to think of elaborate plots to like put a little crs logo like in our friend you know like yeah. in our friend's dorm room or like something in there to kind of mess with each other but didn't get anything too too uh crazy yeah you didn't drive anyone to Try and commit suicide. <laughs> Not that I know of. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Well, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Um, yeah. Are there other spoilers that we can talk about? That we should talk about? Um, I thought the clown thing was cool. When he was like, how did you get a camera in my house? Mm. And then it was, he'd brought in the clown. Yeah, that was fun and uh, creepy. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, there was kind of a partial reveal, right? Like before the final reveal, there was the where they were the part where they drugged him mm. and made him like tell them his bank numbers and all that stuff in his account. Um, so he thought he knew the truth at that point. It's like, oh, okay, now I get it. Right. But it right, but it was like he was like worried that they were going to kill him. 
basically yeah. at that point. And like, there was like some serious people trying to kill this guy. Yeah. Cause he has all this money and whatever. Um, so that, that was kind of interesting how it was kind of a layered, like a double twist kind of thing. Mm. Um, um, yeah. Cool. I think I've, <laughs> I have a style of movie that I really like and it definitely has a big reveal at some point. Right. Um, Katie and I just watched another movie this um, this week that I really like called Lucky Number Slevin. Okay. Um, I think it was 2005. And basically it has one big reveal as well. Right. Oh, three minutes. Yeah. But now you don't know. And, well, I guess I could spoil another thing in this uh-huh. three minutes. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it. But it's great. It has as one reveal. It's not like an amazing film mm. <laughs> by any means, but um, it's kind of a detective mystery, um, hi- not heist, but uh, con man type stuff. Yeah. Um, and the interesting thing like about it. the game was there wasn't really a con. Mm-hmm. I mean, they convinced him that he wasn't playing the game. Right. Right. But, like, at the end of the day, it ended and they, like, had to be paid. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. There wasn't actually any malicious intent, like, right. in the long in the long term. Um, yeah. I mean, I feel like that could go horribly wrong. <laughs> yep. Like, insurance, bill. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why it has to be that? so expensive, right? The game itself, because... Because they occasionally There's, well, he lose he he, he waived everything though. Like that was right. part of it was like signing all these waivers, saying yeah. like, "Oh, like you're gonna leave me for dead somewhere." Like okay, like whatever. <laughs> They're like, "Oh yeah, no one reads those. Just sign. Just keep signing." Yeah, yeah. What is the lesson? Oh, or the moral. I don't know. Appreciate what you have, yeah. I guess, or not, because then you'll get on this really cool adventure, right? And then you'll really appreciate what you Yeah. <laughs> no. It's like... Um, um, I don't know if there's a great moral to it. It's like Ebenezer... Um, Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah. <laughs> From A Christmas Carol. It's just like, be a fucking dick your whole life. <laughs> and then right at the end, you'll be visited by three ghosts. Right. And it will turn it all around. Like, what a fucking arsehole. For some reason, trust your junky brother. <laughs> yeah. If he wants to give you a present. I don't yeah. know. Yep. Yeah, it was interesting that he kept playing the junkie brother mm-hmm. until the end. Again, like it yeah, got to yeah. the end and it's like, oh, no, actually he's like, I mean, he's paying for it. So yep. he must be relatively successful. I think the most interesting thing about it was how it blurred the lines between, like for the audience, like. Because right. we were always thinking, wait, is this part of the game? Like the waitress at the very beginning, like, oh, yeah. this is way before like we thought anything had started. Yeah, but that was actually she was actually in it, you know. Yeah, um, I thought that was the most fun kind of part of it. It's like, oh, wait, they're shooting at him now. Like that's yeah. those are bullets, right? I don't I think. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And then like the panic when she saw the gun, mm. but that gun came from the detective. See, right? Actually. That was something that gave it away because you saw that detective in the cafeteria. At the end? Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, like as he was taking hostages. Right, right, right. So it's like, oh, well, it's his gun that he has. So of course it's fake. Yeah. And so that 
Yeah. Eagle-eyed viewers will have noticed that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, it's not a perfect movie, but I like it a lot. Five seconds. <gasps> the game is how do I How do I silence it? Um, oh, God. Oh, yep. Oh, I've started it again. <laughs> cool. Okay. Use that timer for brewing. Huh. Um, yeah, so we're bottling our Celtic red ale today. Yeah. It was bubbling away, actually, while you were talking. Oh, was it? Yeah, I saw a bubble. Oh, that's interesting. I thought it was done. Maybe we shouldn't bottle it. <laughs> we'll to, yeah, I'll we'll have to take the, the gravity reading to see if it's ready. The gravity reading. Are you measuring gravitational waves? Ooh, yeah. Out of the beer? Yes. Yes. How much do you drink before you start measuring gravitational <laughs> waves out of the beer? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I have this beer funnel that I designed that's the, like the shape of LIGO. So it's like this. <laughs> so you pour, you know, two different kinds of beer yeah. in the two perpendicular slots. And then you kind of... And then if they meet at the same time, you know... Yep. There's no gravitational waves. I was in a really geeky, geeky fraternity in college, so... Really? No. <laughs> but I like that idea of people designing these... Oh, that's disappointing. These devices after <laughs> scientific experiments. You mentioned, for some reason when I walked in, you mentioned you thought I had a haircut. Yeah. But that's not true. Maybe I just haven't seen you in a week. <laughs> well, that is true, but last <laughs> week I... Yeah, I don't know. my haircut. I don't know. So that was odd. But you I, look nice today. Maybe that's what thank I should you. say. I look nice today. That's... Which is a podcast. There's a podcast called You Look Nice Today. This is getting weird. So, yeah, I found out... This is not where I got my haircut. But <laughs> I, did, I did find out about a hairdresser called Alberto Olmedo. Okay? And he cuts hair with blowtorches... Oh. And samurai swords. Oh, awesome. I've, I've seen the video yeah. of this guy with the swords just like... That's <laughs> ridiculous. So frightening. And he, the reason he says like a blowtorch is good is because it doesn't like ruin the ends of your hair. But I feel like fire. No, I think Fire it does. ruins lots of things. <laughs> doesn't ruin... The, how? I don't... It's I don't. not like a sharp cut or something? I don't think he can make a scientific... <laughs> argument for why yeah i don't i don't know about that i mean does the studio just reek of burning hair oh yeah that's like the worst smell it has to yeah Boo. i saw i saw a like interview with him mm -hmm. very brief and he was saying like yeah people thought i was crazy when i started cutting hair with samurai swords even my staff refused to do it. It's like, you sound really a lot more surprised than you should. Yes. I don't know why they thought it was weird. Yeah. They're like, yeah, they're like katanas. They're huge. Yeah. They're, like, yeah. And yeah. he goes, oh, it's great because I can, uh, it leads to a more even cut or something. I don't know. He's just making it up as, yeah. he, as yeah. he goes. Yeah. I mean, he's an artist. Like, what is an artist is that... but someone who just makes <laughs> stuff up? Mm -hmm. I guess, right? Oh, is that why they're called con artists? Yeah, it's not the con part. It's the artist it's part. Artist part. <laughs> con just means you've been caught. Well, con means confidence. So it's confident. like you're confident you're as confident you're being as an, an artist. artist. You're like, oh, I'm, <laughs> you know, they'll believe me because 
I just have to have the confidence. Wow, we just accidentally did Ian guesses. I know. Technology. I know. We really yeah. bumped into that one. That was good. Confidence, man. Confidence artist. What it actually means is that it's they gain your confidence, right? And then that's how they sneak in and do their bidding. Right. I think that's what it actually yeah. is. Confidence, man. Okay. But it, it definitely seems like it it makes them sound a lot more noble than they are by adding the artist mm. part. Right. Um, Better Call Saul. Are you aware of this show? Uh, yeah, this is a spinoff from Breaking Bad. Yes. Yeah. Better. Better Call Saul. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Well um, have you seen Breaking Bad? No. Okay. I saw the first four episodes and didn't like it. Hmm. So I stopped watching it. We're going to get a lot of listener feedback yeah, regarding that statement. It's um, uh, I didn't think it was very good. I think it was very good. It didn't make me feel good mm. as I watched it. It's very <laughs> sad and depressing and right. hard to watch in some spots, but I love it as a series. I think it's great. Yeah. Um, so I guess, were you introduced to the Saul character then in the first four? No. Okay. Yeah, I think it came on later. But I I <clears throat> understand the premise. It's like from bef- it's based before Breaking Bad and it's about his Yeah. Him losing all his morals essentially. Kind of. Yep. Right. Um yeah, it just reminded me because we were talking about Con Men mm-hmm. and he's basically what he <laughs> becomes or his training was really in being a con man. Right. So um But he's but a he's a lawyer. His brother was this like prestigious lawyer who was like all about straight shooting and like doing it by the doing book. the right thing yep. yeah and so in the first season there was this tension where you know um saul wanted to kind of be a lawyer too like his brother but he had this kind of criminal training right that he was trying to get away from okay <laughs> but kept kind of falling back into mm-hmm. um Old but habits, it's fun. Habits. It's fun to watch the the little. I like watching the little con man sections. It's yeah, fun to kind of see the tricks and stuff. How they how they get people to For, do what they want. Yeah, but just on a theoretical basis. Right, right. Um, I believe there's some pizza. So if we could take an intermission. Oh wow! An That's early, an early intermission. intermission. I, I know. I know. I think it's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode today. Right. This is backwards. Like we're drinking already. <sighs> interesting yeah it's a tarantino style episode all chopped up in time maybe i'll edit it so that this comes later to confuse people even more ian edit here (laughs) cut add whatever we from here (laughs) cut put at the beginning yep okay you may may need clearer instructions (laughs) cool okay we'll be back I'm on such a music high from being in Nashville. <sighs> Wait, did you do any music in Nashville? We haven't spoken about Nashville at all. Okay, should we talk about Nashville? Um, yes, we okay. should. Uh, While we're drinking. Let me start a timer. <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> it's kind of fun. Well, I can set it at a temperature alarm. Oh, it's a thermometer, too. There's a little probe that's done in here. Uh, please don't probe me. Probe. <laughs> 
to my weird word. Um, yeah, it's become a weird word. I mean, it's weird. I mean, what would you stick it under your arm? And when you get to a particular temperature, we stop. So when you beer brew. Yes. You have very specific target temperatures. Right. Right. When okay. you take your own temperature, <laughs> you don't have target temperatures, I guess. Um, Nashville. Do you know what one of the points for a um, was for determining the scale of Fahrenheit? Mm-mm. The internal temperature of a horse. Oh. Because it was thought to be more constant, constant than the internal temperature of a human being. Of a live horse? I hope so. Okay. Uh, oh, oh. I mean, a, like a a dead horse would just go to room temperature. <laughs> yeah. Eventually. Well, I thought they were just really quick about it. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Every time they wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what was that again? Oh, all right. <laughs> Kill another there horse. There goes Pete. <laughs> uh, speaking of dead horses, Nashville. Yeah. You went to Nashville for a week. Uh, for less than a week, but yeah. Five days. Uh, three nights. For oh, wow. four days. Four days. Five? Wait, can you have three Mm-mm. nights in five you can't, days? You can't do that. <laughs> no. Let me just think about that. Do you uh-huh. really? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, you can't do that. Um, unless you stay up all night? No, that's a No, that's still so, a night. It's still a night. Okay. Um, yeah, it was... I think it was the just the perfect amount of time for Nashville. But, four days. Yep. Um, oh, the music. So... There's this place called the Bluebird Cafe, which has become a little famous in the singer-songwriter niche, Um, but it's a tiny 40-person venue, um, and it's completely unassuming. It's in this, like, strip mall, like, plaza, (laughs) and we got an Uber to the show, and we're like, wait, that's, are you sure that's it? He's like, yeah, that's, that's what everyone says. Yeah, that's, that's it. Um, but that's, what's cool about it is that it's so tiny. Right. Um, so we, apparently the shows, you know, sell out as soon as they're listed on the website. So we didn't have tickets. Um, but we went to the, they have like 20 open seats. Okay. That aren't reserved. So if you so go like, early enough. Yeah. Yep. So we were there an hour before, um, doors open. And they just have a line that starts out the door. Yeah. Who did you see? And uh, great question. <laughs> no one that we knew. We had okay. heard of no one. Right. Um, but uh, it had just been recommended to me by multiple people. Mm. Um, my mom, actually, way back. Um, not way back, but she, someone that she worked with um, as a nurse, her son became like a songwriter in Nashville. And came up through like playing at the Bluebird, yeah. Um, and he's gone on to ri- to write like hit songs for Carrie Underwood and I don't know Dirk Bentley, you know, just big country stars, right? Um, and but yeah, so country hasn't really been my thing, but just good like songwriting and singer songwriters yeah. has always been kind of my thing. So, um. And Nashville has become much more of a general kind of music hub than strictly country. Um, so I was really excited to go and see some legit music. Anyway, who did we see? We saw uh, Musicians in the Round, they call it. So there was four singer-songwriters in the middle 
of the cafe. Oh, cool. Yep. And they, so they're each, you know, it's like a square uh, or a circle even in the round. <laughs> um, and so they each basically sing a song and just keep going around. So in um, the circle, in the circle. Oh, okay. So four different guys. Um, see if I can remember their names. David Newbold, uh, Tom Mitchell, uh, Johnny Duke, <laughs> great name, and Tom Bird, John oh. Bird, John Bird, I think. Yeah, John Bird, B Y R D. Um, so it's two kind of younger guys, like you know, twenties and thirties. And then two older guys, maybe in their 60s. Right. Um, but they were amazing. <laughs> they yeah. were so good. Um, yeah, and a good mix. Like the first guy, David Newbold, was like very energetic and had a like a kind of a booming, soulful kind of voice. Um, Tom Mitchell is this old guy. He came up like in New York with Bob Dylan and has this like low booming voice that, and he sang like the saddest song I've ever heard in my life. Like <laughs> I seriously, like we had heard stories of people, like there were two ladies there in line with us who were there the night before. Right. And they were like, yeah, people were literally like crying, like openly crying last yeah. night because the songs were so intimate and like touching and moving and everyone's there for the music. Like you can hear a pin drop in there. It's so yeah. just awesome. The vibe. And he sang this song that was just like, uh, like, if I had a dog, I'd call him Mango. If I had a horse, I'd call him Blah. And he's like, I don't have a dog. I don't have a horse. My wife left me. And it's just like, <laughs> I can't. It sounds dumb like me. But the delivery is just so impeccable and yeah. perfect with the guitar. And yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was great. I was like choked. I was like, okay, yep, I understand. Um, so were you on the church pews? I've just brought up like a... Yeah, yeah. So we were at the bar. At actually. the bar. Okay. So there's like 10 bar seats yep. that are open. And then there's 10 or 12 um, church, pews. church pew seats in the back. Oh, shit. And you can like um, book tables. Do they, So is it... I mean, this because it's just a cafe, it's sort of like you just get drinks. So it's a free show. So oh, the okay. earlier... They have two shows a night usually. Yeah. We went to the earlier show, which yeah. is free. Um. And so you have like, so it's a free show and you have to, um, order a $7 minimum per person, which right. is, I mean, that seems reasonable, crazy cheap. Like it was, yeah. we got out of there with like 30 bucks with tip Yeah, and it was the best music we'd seen a week. Like it was just crazy good. Um, yeah. Awesome. So now I'm like trying to learn that, uh, sad song on guitar. I'm like, <laughs> I need to be able need, to, I need to make people cry. Need to harness this power. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna be able to to duplicate it because he's just just the, his whole vibe, which is like, yeah, yeah, you are kind of older. Like maybe your wife died. I don't like. I don't know. <laughs> you, Who knows? You could have suffered so many things. Yeah. Um, yeah. He man, everyone was so good. So that's Nashville number one. If you go to Nashville, go to the Bluebird. Cafe. Go to the Bluebird Cafe. It's a pain. It's funny because we took. Um, took Ubers all around and we were telling people kind of what we're doing and mm. everyone was pretty friendly and giving us tips and multiple people were like, yeah, like 
I've heard the Bluebird's good, but I've never gone there. And it's like, oh. So, like, the locals, <laughs> I feel like the locals, like, care less about it, maybe. Yeah. Or, I don't know, maybe. Because it's, it's so just... saturated with music. I'm not sure. Right. Or, or I think it's more like they don't have time to, like, wait in line. Yeah. Right? Like, if there was a place like this in Boston, and it was like, oh, no, I gotta go to work. Right? Like, yeah. I don't have time to wait wait in line for an hour, and then doors open, and then, like, have it's a whole thing. Yeah. It was a weekday, right? So, it's, like, mostly tourists just waiting because you can like we're like we don't have anything to do like we're just ate lunch and wait in line and whatever yeah um but i thought that was kind of funny like it seems like a more general thing like where you don't really appreciate right the, the didn't... interesting things in your area right, right as a local but it's also funny because that doesn't seem like a tourist thing so or is yeah. it it's becoming one okay because because of this reputation well there's a there's a nashville show now mm. on network television um, called Nashville. <laughs> and, uh, they, I think they've actually featured Bluebird Cafe or some form of it right. on the show. Cause it's, it is, it's like every single singer songwriter through Nashville, like comes up through, through there and plays it. Um, so it's cool. I don't know. It's a, it's fun, um, to see people that might go on to be the next whoever, you know? Right. Um, and they have on the walls, they have all the people, you know, pictures, autograph pictures of all the people that have played and. Um, for some reason that's super re- cool that reminds me um where i, I went to uh durham university in the uk mm-hmm. um for college and uh they had the for uni for uni mm-hmm. they had the europe's worst nightclub <laughs> okay wow um which it used to be europe yeah europe's pretty big it used to be europe's second worst nightclub but then the worst nightclub burnt down (laughs) and it took that top spot okay uh it was called clute but they had impeccable singer songwriters no okay these things no all right but it was just sort of like talking about local things that people like locals didn't appreciate (laughs) for some reason everyone loved going to this place because <laughs> the it had diviest of dives it had this reputation that's of funny. being the worst so it's almost like an ironic like oh let's go to the shittiest place. right seems like a very english thing to do yeah <laughs> we love misery <laughs> that's funny um so yeah cool nashville is great we saw a couple other you also went to greece <laughs> So we posted a picture of the Parthenon <laughs> on Twitter, on Twitter and Twitter, um, Twitter. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so Nashville has a, is it full scale? I mean, it might be full scale replica of the Parthenon. Um, it's weird and amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like, why is this here? So apparently um, in 1897, there was a tennessee centennial exhibition okay they were you know tennessee was turning 100 and i think they're actually late a year because they had to get their shit together um but in the turn of the century all like a lot of cities in the u.s were trying to show off their stuff right Right. and like attract yeah we had like rich people and like the world's fair in chicago was a big example yeah there's a the pan american in uh buffalo there's a weird thing Um, in arizona where um some guy bought london bridge (laughs) what like had it dismantled oh my god and shipped over and 
and like rebuilt it over a, a river <laughs> and it sits there. Wow. Um, it's amazing. It amazes me how much wealth there was just to blow back then. And right. I guess it still happens, but I think the London Bridge thing was is more recent. But, but specifically, it's this, like the same idea. Well, it was a time I think when America was trying to prove itself beyond a bunch of rednecks. Right. right? It was trying to say like, "Hey, we're we can be like Europe. Like, yeah, we can do this. We can have culture." <laughs> so that was the idea. Was they they built this massive exhibition out of nothing mm. on this on these fields where they built the Parthenon, um, they built huge statues um they built the they built uh it's a a one-for-one recreation it's nuts they built the uh the largest like pyramid of giza okay i don't think to scale but a version of that yeah like they're just and it was made out of like wood and plaster like everything was very cheaply made yep because it was just like let's show off for this one thing it was a six-month exhibition though right so like all summer plus whatever um to attract people and there was also a lot of like really interesting like oh this we built a uh, little china over here and uh <laughs> things that are africa the... and it's like ooh that's that doesn't look right. right like that's uh biased i guess you could say yeah well they're why, they're trying to show that why like, is that okay like the greek thing well, i guess because they're they're okay with it why is what okay like you know, building a replica of the oh. Parthenon and that not being like, oh, is that, that's a bit... Well, because that was signifying, like, virtue and knowledge and and okay. classical uh, education and... Whereas you're saying little stuff. little Africa and little China were not doing those right. things. Right, that was the okay. opposite. They were trying to portray, from what we read, like, in the, they had a museum at the Parthenon mm. you can go to for $6, um, where they're talking about how, yeah, like, those were more, like... Hey, look at these civilizations that we're better than, right? right? Like, look at these countries that we're, you know, that are lesser, that are third world, that are whatever. Yep. Um, but they were just not accurate <laughs> at all. Like, very much like cartoon characters of what, you know. Yep. Um, but, yeah, it was fascinating, though. So they, I think it, like, so it's made out of concrete now. They've, they've you know, redone it multiple times since 1896 or whatever. But right. that was the only big sculpture that they kept. Um, and then in the eighties, <laughs> this guy started, um, started on this indoor sculpture within the Parthenon of Athena. Right. That is 40 feet tall. It's the largest, they said possibly the largest indoor sculpture <laughs> in the world. When you ever preface something with possibly, <laughs> Yeah, it's like, do they just refuse to do the research? Right, <laughs> that, like... There was this... Uh, as far and... as we know, we haven't heard anything. Yeah. There was this uh, fish and sip chip store mm-hmm. um, uh, where I went to uni that said, possibly, the best fish and chips. <laughs> possibly. Yeah. yeah, but this Athena statue, I mean, it's like gold-plated, looks just strange. There's like a, there's a right. baby like coming out of her bosom area it's just it's odd looking there's a sort of like a scene from alien or something it's really yeah it is strange i mean even within a parthenon in tennessee it's strange it's like what is this um we have other things from nashville ernie and deb Ooh, before ernie and deb let's uh 
Let's crack this. Oh, this is the, the stout. The third bottle? Third? Fourth bottle? Third or fourth? Fourth. Maybe fourth fourth. Bottle. Okay. Um, okay, here we go. Huh? I mean, that sounds like kinda, last week. Sounds kind of like a beer yeah. being opened. Hey. That's, um, I mean, it doesn't look like a Guinness, but it's got, it's got, a, it's got something there. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit of carbonation. All right. Okay. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> that feels good. That's exciting. Can we sell it yet? I mean, no. No. <laughs> Legally, no. That's still, <laughs> still not allowed. Yeah. Even so with the bubbles. Nothing to do with how good it is or not. <laughs> Um, so Nashville, Ernie and Deb. Ernie and Deb. Um, yeah, this is a good one. So we uh, met some locals, went to a tap room hmm. um, after going to a fun store called Two Old Hippies where we couldn't afford anything they had. <laughs> Ironically, I was like, oh yeah, Two Old Hippies, that'll be... And it was like, I don't know, jackets for $400 and yeah. Was it two boots, boots and hats and just like trendy where I don't know. I feel like Taylor Swift would go there after recording and pick out a something. Right. Everything probably. But was it as in two? two. The number two? Yeah. Or? Two old hippies. It wasn't, oh. it wasn't they were too old. <laughs> too old. Uh, no. Too old to be hippies. Nope. Never too old to be a hippie at this point. Um, so anyway, we went to this tap room that had some good local beers and um we sat next to this guy who i forget how i started talking to him about home brewing um i think i was just like raving about this ipa i was having or something and he was like right. oh yeah that's a good one like he he does a good job with that i was like oh he and he's telling me about like it seemed like he knew what was going on with the menu and like right. who brewed what um and then we started talking about home brewing um so I was like, oh, yeah, this reminds me of one that I brewed. Or, I don't know, something. And next thing I know, he's, like, telling me how to, how to like, grow hops in the backyard. <laughs> he's like, yeah, you got to, like, buy this, like, get, like, a pool skimmer, like, an extendable one, and, like, hang some wires from that and let the trellis kind of grow up there. I'm like, wow, this guy is yeah. knowledgeable. Like, like he'd, he'd be okay talking to a caveman about how, <laughs> yeah. how beer was made. Right. Um, yeah, he was just really friendly and... and huh. uh, uh, we had a good conversation going and then he was just kind of asking, Oh, where are you guys from? And, um, said Boston. And he's like, no, like, Oh, okay. Like where at? Like, Oh, you know, North of Boston a little bit. He's like, Oh no, but like where? <laughs> so we told him and, uh, he's like, Oh, I grew up on the Cape. So he's from Cape Cod. Right. And, this, is, uh, this is a thing that's, um, common cross cultures. Yeah. So, uh, it's like, no, really in England, when you start talking to someone, um, and they know about the area that you're from, yep. they'll get more and more sort of excited <laughs> as you, yeah, yeah. As you start saying like, oh no, I, I live, uh, you know, near London. <laughs> Where near London? Like, oh, you know, Southwest of London. Oh, but like what area? Ooh. Like, oh, getting oh, closer. It's, it's, Triangulating. It's in Malsey. No, Malsey? Mul- like I know oh. where that, where, is it like, where in Malsey? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. it's like, I, 
you know, this. Oh, by the yellow the house? Street, yeah. It gets more weirdly specific. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I grew up at that same house. Oh, what? my God. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. My brother. Um, it's like a game show host. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. Yeah, it was kind of like that. And then uh, um, he was like, oh, so where are you? Like, do you have plans laid out for the week and whatever? And like, when are you leaving? And <laughs> At what point um, did you get invited to join a cult? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh. I don't know. He seemed pretty cool. Okay, I would, I would, I would at least shop his call. I would check it out. You would at least take a pamphlet. Yeah, um, but he was like, "Oh, do you have like your dinner reservations or like places to eat?" And hmm. like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna eat at the steakhouse tonight." But you know, the next two nights we don't have any plans per se yet. And uh, he was like, "Oh well, my my wife has a restaurant um, kind of down the street," hmm. and uh, went on to like casually tell us that she's like been voted the best chef in tennessee yeah and travels the country like cooking for the tennessee titans and for like charity big charity benefit events and all these things and we're like oh okay that seems worth trying the best food in you know tennessee um so we're like yeah sure we'll check it out and reservations were tricky so we had to get like a late dinner on two days and you know two days later um, and, uh, so yeah, so we went to dinner at yep. her restaurant called Etch. Okay. And, oh, he, one of the funny things he said was, well, yeah, you should go there, but you do have to like flavor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, do you like flavor? Like, no, uh, no, we like bland, yeah. boiled meats and vegetables. Honestly, not a big fan of flavor. <laughs> like, nah, take it or leave it. <laughs> Like, yeah, I think we like flavor. Yeah. I was like, I got a little word. I was like, do, you, do I like flavor? I, I, <laughs> I think I do. Panic. Yeah. Like, what is she going to serve me? Yeah. Uh, she's like wasabi and sriracha vinaigrette. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, but the food, oh my gosh, it was, it was amazing. Like every bite was like. Full of flavor. Full of flavor. <laughs> like different flavors coming did you, together. Did you like it? I liked it. So I, you do like flavor. It turns out I like flavor. Yeah. Um, cool. So that was Ernie, who we yep. met. Deb um, was owns the restaurant. Deb owns the restaurant. She came and out. She came out to talk to us. <laughs> and she said, where Where was Ernie? I got that story. That I was like. Oh, he was at a different restaurant. Well, no, I felt a little worried. I was like, are we like telling on Ernie? Like, does Ernie have a problem? And we're like, oh, yeah, he was at the tap room. She's like, where was he? Like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. When, when he was telling you how to grow hops, was he yeah. telling you how to hide them as well? Like, <laughs> no. Um, yeah, it was funny. He was like, "She's a." He's like, "Be careful! She's a Spitfire." Like, she's, she's a. Spitfire. Like, oh, okay. Um, like she'll, <laughs> she looks really nice and proper, but she will cuss with the worst of them or something. Um, but yeah, they were they were both really really nice and uh, nice interesting locals to meet. Accidentally. Turns out he owned the liquor store next door to the tap room. Uh, so I think he was working. <laughs> scare, quote, scare quotes. Um, yeah, I think he was on the clock. But, you know, he owns a place. So nice. he was having a couple pints yeah. next door. Um, yeah, it seems, like, it seems like a good place to be. You know, owning a liquor store with a tap room next door. And your wife owns the best restaurant in the state. Like, that's, you know. Pretty good setup. Yeah. Yeah, I think they... They keep a lot of friends. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I don't think I could do that. What's that? 
owning uh, something where you need to be that involved in your community. Like a restaurant? Right. Mm. Like, I, I think you're really successful when you, like, do that kind of thing where you go out and just talk to Network and random that. customers. and Yeah. Yeah. It, I feel like, yeah, you're kind of always on the clock in a way. You're always right. in promotional mode and always, like, schmoozing. And I, and, yeah, I get that, like, loads of people find that immensely fun and fulfilling. But Well, actually, he was telling us how he, he like, got out of the business. So they used to oh. have a restaurant together, um, and it did very well. But he said just the politics of, like, upscale restaurants was really frustrating and... Um, so he abandoned his wife <laughs> so like, yeah. you can deal with that that's another question like are they still together <laughs> i'm gonna open a liquor store yeah yeah and spend most of the afternoon this. drinking well he talked about how like some of the restaurant awards are based on just like paying yeah you just like i can imagine that there's this one award he told us about it i won't name it but uh yeah it was like yeah to be in the competition or like in the running you have to basically shut your restaurant down for a week, travel to New York or something, um, you know, bring your staff with you, bring your mm. all of your supplies, all your food with you. Um, you have to have like friends in the wine business to donate wine for the event. Right. So all these like stipulations and then it's like, oh yeah, and then you might get nominated for something. Right. Or get an award. But it's like, really, like it's not like, out in the open like oh yeah you pay us money and we'll give you an award but like really right the opportunity cost of shutting down plus the if they cost of the food and like calling in favors is all this like stuff yeah. around it if they've won though mm -hmm. seems like that they're probably good at playing the game if they've won best restaurant uh in the state. well whatever that is whatever that means it, best yeah exactly like best restaurant I feel like it's one of those things you can say where it's like, oh, yeah, we're the best brewery by yeah. blah, 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 magazine. You know, like everyone, <laughs> there's always yeah. something. If you would like to become the best restaurant <laughs> on the Hunchpig podcast. Oh, Hunchpig, yeah. You Official. Should, you should definitely send get us in contact of, with us. Yeah, we will take a lot of free wine, <laughs> yeah. beer, um, whatever you have. Yep. And uh, we'll think about it. Yeah. Think about it. I mean, there's a lot of competition. I... That reminds me, I had some other homework, which is to get sponsors for this week. Oh. Um, I have no sponsors for this week. <laughs> okay. I loved the look of well, disappointment on really your face. I got really excited. Uh, well, you did, you did some homework. I did try. You did something. Yeah. Um, By try, I mean, I forgot to ask a lot of people that I meant to ask. <laughs> cool. So, if you would like to be... So are we back down to, oh man, this is, this is the second episode in a row without a sponsor. Yeah. Right? So I think we're back down to $6 now. $6. Wow. Wait, we weren't going to talk about that. Oh, because I don't know. People get uncomfortable. Really? Is that in the feedback? Oh, we have listener this. feedback. We're doing oh. this. We're doing this episode completely backwards. backwards. <laughs> you should reverse everything. Yeah. So listener feedback. <laughs> So, um, storm names. Yep. I had some listener feedback that, um, false YOLO <laughs> is not an official storm. Surprisingly. Name. Yeah. So it's a weather, weather.com. Yeah. The name. weather channel. 
The Weather Channel. Okay. Has a list of storm names. Um, I did say that in the episode. Why do they have their own list? Just seems... (laughs) Just so they could be different. Yeah. They really wanted Storm Yolo. Are these like Storm Awards? So the Storm Storm has to like pay to get named by the Weather Channel. Yep. It's a whole thing. Or they have to do that much damage monetarily. Right. So to be named. I mean, (laughs) is Yolo at the top or the bottom of that? I don't know. Probably top. Okay. So. Yep. Listener feedback number one. So like everyone should just. Don't be calling all the storms Storm YOLO, because it won't be official. <laughs> right. Um, there was more listener feedback from a Jess in Massachusetts. Oh. On, um, apparently we... Lots of Massachusetts um, listeners. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's because we're local. But uh, it's the internet. That's just strange. Um, how do you browse the internet? Locally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I only go to .ma.us yeah. domains. <laughs> um so jess from massachusetts um wants to let us know that we use meta a lot oh yeah as a word and it doesn't always make sense that's very meta the way that she said that is (laughs) because now we're talking about meta well yeah huh Huh? because meta means self-referential it means self oh (laughs) darn like it's we talked about we just talked about our sponsorships I mean, that... On Hunchpig. I guess. Referring to ourselves. <laughs> okay. So that's meta. Right. Or is, is us it meta? talking about us talking about meta. meta? Meta. Ooh. It's something. Is... I think um, so. I think so. Yeah. That also reminds me that my wife got a job. Oh. I haven't told you that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's... I mean, I'm not surprised, but I'm very happy. <laughs> I sounded too surprised. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. It's pretty good. Awesome. That's exciting. She's been looking for a couple of months. Yeah. Uh, doing the whole career change thing. Yeah, yeah, From a chemist to a developer. Yep. And she did it. Real estate developer. Mm, that's not the type of developer I'm oh. talking about. Okay. Talking about a wow. web developer. That's great. Yeah. Huh. She's working for a company who does Haskell. Oh, cool. <laughs> nice yeah um is she into haskell now no not yet (laughs) yeah maybe that will happen you notice that your beer is still bubbling i do notice that i'm a little worried about that because we're supposed to bottle it today today excellent today um you're going to bottle mm, it yeah i need to check the need to check the gravity on that again i had another i had actually i'd mentioned to uh another listener uh-huh. Who I happened to bump into. Yeah. Just pure happenstance. Sure. That I bumped into this guy. Um, and he was saying that he was going to go home and start enunciating his T's to his wife. Oh. And he had a bet with me that um, she'd immediately ask him why he was trying to <laughs> English. <laughs> Who's, whose bet? Like, how did you bet? Which side did you bet on? Um, bet on. I suppose it was more of he just said he bets. Oh. It was more of a statement than an actual financial transaction. Got it. Got it. Okay. There is no pot. Oh, that's very meta. Is it? <laughs> no. No. Okay. No. Um. Sorry, Jess from Massachusetts. Yeah. We're going to bounce around a little bit. Okay. Bouncing. Bouncing. 
I saw a thing Ooh. on Swedish television. Yep. I didn't see this. I saw a link to it mm-hmm. and I thought it was funny. Okay. So um, they had a... I have some, uh, pol- some Swedish ancestry. A political debate. So I will understand all of this. Of some sort. Mm-hmm. But they took the subtitles from a children's program. <laughs> and applied they, it they being the broadcaster oh by mistake <laughs> and so the um the, you know these political sort of <laughs> these politicians talking about different things yeah uh, ended up with subtitles such as greetings earth creature <laughs> i have two pair of boots one red pair and one yellow pair Oh Which God. one should I take? Yeah. I'm going to ask my dolls. <laughs> um, I believe they were talking about climate change. It's so good. <laughs> Tickets, please. Good morning, oh. Petrodone family. <laughs> Will you be traveling I under like the, the water I like the fact that today? it's addressing the audience as a certain <laughs> specific family. Good morning, Petrodone family. Yeah. It's a shame that there's no kind of train that can travel underwater without a rail. <laughs> That is a shame. That's, I mean, that's my political platform, right? We need to change this. We need some underwater trains. Ignore norms. Uh-huh. All dinosaurs have different shapes. <laughs> this is... oh, God. So if this was a if this was an American debate, yeah. here's, here's the real question: What would be more mature, the subtitles or what they're actually saying? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these are the things. These, I mean, these are the the real questions that the we real should be questions. answering. Yeah. Um, they've come up with their latest invention. Yeah. This is a big deal. The Fantastic Dinosaur Train. Ooh. Otherwise known as a submarine. Nice. <laughs> I mean, underwater trains might actually be more practical than an entire wall <laughs> on your border. I will build the best sandcastle in the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, this creature. What is... He's showing, like... <laughs> evidence he's showing this paper newspaper he's so proud of it i will will build the best sandcastle in the galaxy in the galaxy it will be universally the best universally (laughs) almost that's meta (laughs) (laughs) oh wow so good that is great i need to i'll send you that so you can actually put a link in the show notes Uh, i won't do that but (laughs) Because we're going with shorter descriptions. Yeah, they're going to get shorter and shorter until our podcast doesn't exist. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Awkward. But, yeah. <laughs> that's great. Cool. Is that it? Yeah, I think that's... Uh, we did. A, we had a long, long episode last week. We knew a little shorter episode this week. Yeah. Sound good? I, you know, I'm hearing from our listeners that... <laughs> I'm hearing nothing. Okay. But, yeah, yeah. Because this will go out in the future. Right. Oh, time. Time. Time is so meta. Oh, this is my birthday podcast <gasps> as well. Yeah, it's Matt's birthday. In two days. Uh, in two days. He will be 23. 28. 28. Wow, you think I'm young. No, I was. that was a joke. <laughs> was it? I thought you were actually 27. Pretty close. Pretty close. Yeah. Cool. Happy birthday. Thank and, you. Uh, In the future. Let's do a little cheers. Yep. 
And uh, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. Leave a review on iTunes. <laughs>